have great joy. And in that joy, it, it, it's full. And whatever the enemy brings, whatever sickness is around you, whatever loss that you have suffered, you have the ability to move into a realm of peace and joy in your heart, knowing the truth and living that kingdom lifestyle. And so my title today, I, <clears throat> I spent a lot of time on it. And uh, of course, I'm not an English major, but uh, I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to do it this way. You say, have fun? Huh, I'm tired. Have you ever sat there and someone told you, you know, you just need to have a lot of fun. You need to go out and just, you know, go, go to a hotel. You need to go out and just play a little golf or go to the park, go to the beach, just have fun. And you say, you know what, I'm tired. I'm tired of what's going on in life. I feel depressed. I'm upset over things. And every one of us have faced that emotion. And what I want to do is I want to bring you into an understanding. Let's use Pastor Dan's term, a realization of a truth that will set you free and bring you such a breakthrough in your life that things that used to bother you, things that used to carry for days and weeks and months no longer do that. You used to get your feelings hurt and you'd carry that for, for weeks and months. And every time you see the person that reminds you of what they did 30 years ago. And I want to say today we will talk about the principle of the Sabbath. The principle of the Sabbath. Turn your Bibles, your tablets, your phones to Exodus 16. So let me tell you about a boat company first and a little history lesson. I am a World War II history buff. Every time I get my hands on something about World War II, the reason why is because I see the hand of God in many of the battles and many of the decisions from naval to marine, air force, army, whoever was there, the nurses, the doctors, everything that took place. We see World War II medicines that were created that today has saved countless of lives. That what the enemy meant for bad, a takeover of a demonic-filled person of the world, of, of discommunication of Goebel, uh, the German uh, communicator, that literally talked Hitler into destroying the Jewish nation through constant talking about the Jews and who they were. But you see God's hand and how he brings things in. And, <clears throat> and today you see Hollywood movies that share just a little picture, but they never share about how the hand of God was in this. Let me show you a story of a company that they made a decision regarding the Sabbath for their company. And today they're still thriving and building boats. The name of the company is Correct Craft. They actually were the companies that, the company that uh, invented uh, the ski boat, uh, the water skis that we use today. Of course, many other companies have taken from that and developed it more. They invented the Nautique Craft, which is one of the top boats in the world. <clears throat> they were in business since 1925. During World War II, they were asked to make boats for the war. There was a time when our government knew that what they were going to have to do to get the military across the Rhine River, <clears throat> excuse me, they were going to have to build up to 700 boats in about 15 days to be able to take the military across the river and continue to battle the Germans. So they went to correct uh, company, the correct company, the correct craft, and other companies and asked them about this. They asked correct craft, how many boats can you make in 15 days? Well, during this time frame, correct craft could make and finish 
about, 50, about 30 boats or 60 boats in a month. So the owners of the correct craft said, give us a day to pray about this and ask God what we were to do. So they prayed, and the next morning they called the commander, and God said, we can make 300 or 10 times more boats for you in 15 days. No other manufacturer said that to the military. So God spoke to the owners and leaders of Correct Craft the ways in how to make 300 boats when they in 15 days when they averaged 60 in a month. They put an ad in the paper. Now, back then, uh, they, they didn't have email. They didn't have text message. They did the paper, and everybody read the paper, for volunteers. And within the next day, that afternoon, they had over 280 volunteers that showed up to build these boats. Now, notice they were volunteers they were not going to get paid to do this. But listen closely. When it came time while they were building these boats for Sunday to arrive, they closed the doors for Sunday. And our government came against them, saying, listen, this is wartime, and you have to work on Sunday. We only have 15 days until we have planned this attack crossing the Rhine. The correct craft said, we're not going to work on Sundays. God said that we are to Sabbath. So one colonel said, if you don't work on Sunday, we will bring charges to you and your company of treason. We will close your business down and will never be able to operate in this country again, and seize all your assets. Correct Craft said, we're not working on Sunday. God's higher than you. So the colonel started to come against them, Correct Craft, but a general who was a believer heard about it and reprimanded the colonel. You stand for Jesus, God's got your back. You know what the general said to the colonel? Shut up and leave him alone. So here's the result. They made 300 boats, correct craft, in 11 days. That's not the full story. Then the general came to correct craft and said, you know, the other boat companies are behind on what they said that they would make. Now, if you're like me, my first thought when I read the story was, you know what, correct crash should have been obnoxious and said, you mean the ones who work on the Sabbath? They didn't, they were kind. So Correct Craft made 100 more boats in four days. So in 15 days, they made 400 boats. When they got all the boats, the 700, the 400 Correct Craft made, and the 300 that the other boat companies made, the 300 boats made by all the other companies didn't work. General Eisenhower, and it's in, in military history, stated, somehow we all got in 400 boats and crossed the Rhine River. General Eisenhower also said, you know, in reading the Bible, which I do, it was like the loaves and the fishes. It was a miracle of God. When you study World War II, these, this story is one of many turning points in the war. So here's my point, and let's go on, and let's talk about the Sabbath and choosing 
to, with all the busyness and all the stuff going on in our world, to honor the Lord in Sabbath. And we'll explain what that means. So here's my point. If you will honor the principle of the Sabbath, God will honor you. Correct Craft today is a family-run business that is looked at as one of the greatest boat makers in the world. See, God says you can take a nap and eat cake. But you must Sabbath. Exodus 16, I ask you to turn there. Let's look at verse 23. Then he said to them, this is what the Lord has said. Tomorrow is a Sabbath rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. Bake what you will bake today and boil what you will boil, grill what you want to grill, barbecue what you want to barbecue. I added to that. And lay up for yourselves all that remains to be kept until morning. So they laid it up till morning as Moses commanded, and it did not stink, nor were there any worms in it. Now we got refrigerators and freezers. Then Moses said, eat that today, for today is a Sabbath to the Lord. Today you will not find it in the field. Six days you shall gather it, but on the seventh day, the Sabbath, there will be none. Now it happened that some of the people went out on the seventh day to gather, but they found none. And the Lord said to Moses, how long do you refuse to keep my commandments and my laws? See, for the Lord has given you the Sabbath, therefore he gives you on the sixth day bread for two days. Let every man remain in his place. In other words, double portion. Keep that thinking in your heart. Let no man go out of his place on the seventh day. So the people rested on the seventh day. Now the question is, why did God make this a law to rest one day a week? Obviously, it is so we wouldn't have any fun, right? Obviously, there's, you know, God's got this law, this, this Sabbath law in our life, and today, you know, why would we have that? Because, you know, we have all that we need and refrigerators and fr- just, just really. In Jesus' name, I come against the confusion of the enemy and deception of the enemy because I want you to hear the truth of the word of God that is going to set you free into fun and a double portion of this fun in your life. God did this so we could enjoy our life. In this world you have tribulation, but be of good cheer. You will overcome it. God made a commandment that you have to rest one day a week for your good and find greater favor with God. Double portion. So let me talk to you about five things regarding the Sabbath. First, Sabbath is a commandment of God. Sabbath is a commandment of God. Exodus 20, turn there, Exodus 20, verse 8. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work, you nor your son nor your daughter nor your male servant nor your female servant nor your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and the Lord, the Creator, rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. So the Hebrew word for no work, if you study that Hebrew word, no work means no work. I I know that's deep, 
But we have to really just gather that. So the statement is, I am so glad we don't have to obey the Ten Commandments today. Because we're of, of grace, right? You hear that all the time. We're of grace. We are of grace. I'm not saying you have to follow the Ten Commandments to be saved, because there are people going to heaven that haven't followed the Ten Commandments. Salvation is a, of grace, not the law. But what about the Ten Commandments? Let me just bring some statements to you. I'm not trying to be facetious. I'm not trying to just be an overlord of, of truth, but I just want you to recognize how that through life and things and studies and business plans and all kinds of things, we have kicked out the Sabbath and we have lost the double portion of the favor of the Lord. And we're faith people. And we wonder why some of the things that happen in people's lives happen. We wonder why Hebrews 11 says that some people have died early. Okay, follow me. What about the Ten Commandments? So since I'm saved by grace and I live in grace time, which we are, is it okay to murder? No. You don't murder. Why? Ten Commandments says not to. Is it okay to commit adultery because you're a believer and saved by grace? Oh, you can do whatever you want. No problem. I live by grace. I'm going to heaven. No. See, in the believing word church today, we keep and emphasize nine commandments. And we have lost the revelation of the other one called Sabbath. First it says, you shall have no other gods before me. Do you believe that? You should have no other gods before your God. How about the second? How about don't have any idols? Do you believe that? Well, the third, don't take the name of the Lord in vain. How about that one? you believe that? Of course you do. Well, let's skip the fourth one regarding the Sabbath. How about honor your parents? How about don't lie? Don't steal? Don't commit adultery? Don't covet? I'm sure that you believe all of these. Then why is it the fourth one regarding the Sabbath that we don't believe? Because <clears throat> I am saying, and I'm looking at the screen, because the church doesn't teach on it. Pastors don't live it. <clears throat> For a season in my life, I didn't live it either. Because you know what it was? I was a faith guy. Faith without works is dead. If I don't rest, if I don't Sabbath, you know, that's all right, because God will give me strength, because I'm a word guy. Amen. I am a word guy. I am a faith guy. I believe God's word. I walk in that. I walk in strength. And I do a lot for the kingdom of God because I'm a hard worker. But the reality is, I'm just telling you, I didn't live a Sabbath life in part. See, all the commandments were fulfilled by Jesus, but that, does that mean we don't do them? Jesus fulfilled the law. I, I agree with that. I teach that. I've taught you that over and over. You know, and these are kingdom principles. Don't steal, don't lie, don't covet, don't commit adultery. That's kingdom principle. I lived those out, but for a season in my own life, because no one ever taught me, and I never really grabbed that revelation until quite a while ago. The Sabbath is a commandment, and it's for our own good. There are a lot of people that try to have fun. They can't have fun because they don't Sabbath. Do you realize the Jewish people were the healthiest people? They were the healthiest people to live on the earth. 
according to historians, according to the Bible. Because they rested and they had their land rest and their dietary laws. They were the healthiest people. It's a commandment, Sabbath, it's a commandment for the first thing. Let me give you the second thing about Sabbath. Sabbath is a pattern. Sabbath is declared throughout Scripture, and there is more stories in Exodus about that. Look at Exodus 31, verse 14. You shall keep the Sabbath, therefore, for it is holy to you. In other words, it's an attitude change. Everyone who profanes it shall surely be put to death. For whoever does any work on it, that person shall be cut off from among his people. Whoa. Work shall be done for six days, but the seventh is the Sabbath of rest, holy to the Lord. Whoever does any work on the Sabbath day, he shall be put to death. Therefore, the children of Israel shall keep the Sabbath to observe the Sabbath throughout their generations as a perpetual covenant. Lasting, or another word, perpetual covenant, as a believer, you've been grafted into the Jewish nation. So you are of the Jewish nation. I didn't say you were a Jew. I I said you're a spiritual Jew. You're grafted in because of our salvation. Verse 17, look at that. It is a sign between me and the children of Israel for a while until the Old Testament ends. Or until we live by grace. It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth. And on the seventh day the Lord himself rested and was refreshed. In verse 17 the word rested has the meaning of being refreshed. How does an all-powerful God of all strength, perfect, how does that God get refreshed? Let me ask you that question again. Why would God need to be refreshed? Because it's a principle of God. See, kingdom principles are God principles. It is out of his character. So what we're finding is that when God created the heavens and the earth on the seventh day, he rested and was refreshed. So here's another kind of a question. If God needed to be refreshed, how much more do you and I need to be refreshed? Because you are made in his image and likeness. How did God get refreshed? Holy Spirit made him his favorite meal. How did God get refreshed? He was refreshed in himself. Because he's perfect. He rested in who he was. The creator of the universe. So you and I are created in the likeness and the image of God. So how do you get refreshed? How do you Sabbath is you refresh yourself in him. You go to that secret place. You go to that place that in prayer. And, and right away when you start doing that, everyone, condemnation. I don't know how to pray like brother so-and-so. Pastor Angel, he can really pray. Yeah, he can. But see, it's not really about how you pray in a sense. It's that you are being refreshed in him. You allow yourself to sit with God and get refreshed. And in that time frame, then you are rested. When you have the joy of the Lord, which comes from being refreshed by God, you will get rested emotionally, physically, and spiritually. But we have been taught or brainwashed in the lie of depression is normal for the believer. 
We have been taught a lie that emotional difficulties, that sickness, this COVID thing, it's, it's just normal. And we have to get to an understanding in our life that if we get refreshed with the Lord, how do you do that? Prayer, through worship, through sitting and relaxing and having fun. God wants to have fun. Bottom line, I'm not going to spend time with this because of our time frame. But let me just say this to you. Have you not read sometimes the things that Jesus said to his disciples? Because we see it in red letters, we read it, Thus saith God. Oh, hallelujah. Sometimes he is messing with them. He's joking seriously with them. And the Bible doesn't say, and Peter laughed because Jesus was funny. No, he was really talking. Think of some of the things that he said. When you get in the New Testament and read, read some of the words that Jesus said, he's hilarious because he has the joy of the Lord. We think every time that you go in with God that he's going, I saw that what you did yesterday. Because of that, you can, really, that's religion, and that's living by a law that is not God's law. See, if you really, truly believe in the commandments of the Lord, they're not laws. They're, they're laws of, of relationship and how to enjoy one another, how to communicate with one another how to be nice, how to be graceful, how to be caring, how to be upright, how to live justice. God's justice is pure. And we've just been attacked with this to the point where we're just trying to be better. And God says, work six days and rest in me and be refreshed. Let's read verse 17 again. It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. You and I need to be refreshed too. Why are we against that? Why don't we teach about Sabbath? I'm not talking about, you know, shutting down an elevator. They do that in Israel. I'm okay with that. I realize what they're doing. But I'm talking about shutting down your works so that you can rest in the Lord. So God made you, you're created to be refreshed one day a week. So your refreshing comes by intimacy with God, and that intimacy brings a refreshing joy. Here's the third thing regarding the Sabbath. God is serious about the Sabbath. So what I'm talking about when you read Scripture, you need to really see the seriousness of God, but you also need to laugh at it. I'm going to read you a Scripture, but we're going to laugh at this in a moment. In uh, verse 32 of Numbers 15, it says, now, while the children of Israel were in the wilderness, they found a man gathering sticks on the Sabbath day. This isn't laugh, a laughing matter. And those who found him gathering sticks brought him to Moses and Aaron and to the congregation. They put him under guard because it had not been explained what should be done to him. Then the Lord said to Moses, the man must surely be put to death. All the congregation shall stone him with stones outside the camp. So as the Lord commanded Moses, all the congregation brought him outside the camp and stoned him with stones, and he died. Do you think God is serious about this? He is. By the way, my Bible tells me that the Lord never changes. So the Lord's not sitting up on the throne going, oh, it's grace now. Jesus has already returned sitting here. Jesus, it's grace now. Oh, whatever they do, that's fine. That's good. That's good. You know, 
Just, just keep it. No, he's serious about this. And I'm going to show you how serious he is and how serious the prophets became, became with this Sabbath. So the question is this. If God is so serious about Sabbath, how come we're not serious about it? Why is it this is the only commandment we don't keep? Oh, if you catch someone stealing, <gasps> if we catch someone never Sabbathing, if that's a term, we go, he's such a heart worker. What a good man he is. Well, let me show you the prophets, how serious it was. Nehemiah 13, 19 through 21. So it was at the gates of Jerusalem. Now remember, Nehemiah was a rebuilder. Have a, some of you need a breakthrough in your heart, in your emotions. And you can't get this breakthrough till you really understand what I'm teaching on. I am your pastor. And I am not begging, but I'm really wanting to set in front of you a kingdom principle that I have grabbed a hold of, especially last year, really grabbed a hold of. And really understood God's heart regarding rest and refreshing. So it was at the gates of Jerusalem, as it began to be dark before the Sabbath, that I commanded the gates to be shut and charged that they must not be open till after the Sabbath. People would come in the city and they would sell things and work and all the different things. Then I posted some of my servants at the gates so that no burdens would be brought in on the Sabbath day. Now the merchants and sellers of all kinds of, of wares lodged outside Jerusalem once or twice. Notice once or twice. Then I warned them and said to them, why do you spend the night around the wall? If you do so again, I will lay hands on you. Now, let me just give you a little secret. Laying hands on them wasn't in Jesus' name. Bless them. He's talking about laying hands on them. From that time on, they came no more on the Sabbath. Look at Nehemiah 13.25. He told them not to do something, and some did. So Nehemiah re reacted. Verse 25. So I contended with them and cursed them struck some of them, and pulled out their hair. I made them swear by God, saying, you shall not give your daughters and wives to their sons, nor take their daughters for your sons or yourself. Do you not think that the prophet wasn't serious about the law? Because he spoke about another law here, about adultery. He spoke about sexual sin. But he's talking about the Ten Commandments. See, we don't have nine commandments. We have ten. And I am, okay, I'm going to use it now. I am begging you to rest. I am begging you to be refreshed in the Lord. Because I want you to have fun in this life. It amazes me through the years how many believers that are just living their life like devastated people with no joy. It's because they forgot the Sabbath. Now, I'm sure Nehemiah was a little rough around the edges as a minister, but we need to recognize that God's serious about this. And it didn't stop when Jesus resurrected. As you study Scripture, Nehemiah is a type of the Holy Spirit. He came to restore the church. Nehemiah rebuilt the walls and restored the commands of God. We must Sabbath and be restored. Keep that in mind. Where you're not working, you're not doing things, you're being refreshed, you're spending time with God because you can't do anything else. Keep that in mind as we move on. Let's look at the fourth. 
unobserved Sabbath accumulates. In 2 Chronicles chapter 36, verse 20 and 21, Israel became slaves of another nation. And those who escaped from the sword he carried away to Babylon, where they became a servant, became servants to him and his sons until the rule of the kingdom of Persia, to fulfill the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah. Jeremiah prophesied this. Till the land had enjoyed her Sabbaths, as long as she lay desolate, she kept Sabbath to fulfill 70 years. 70 years? So there was an actual number that Jeremiah prophesied of the 70 years. See, every seven years, Israel was to have their land rest for a year. They would work and till the land for six years and then let the land rest for a year. Today, we pour all kinds of chemicals on our land to keep it where it's producing as much as it can. God already planned how that worked. I know and knew farmers in Indiana when I was youth pastor and ran youth camps. I knew farmers that would actually do that. They would work six years, and then let their land rest for the seventh year. They were the most prosperous farmers in the city, in the town, in the county, because they followed the kingdom principle of God. So every seven years, they were to let the land rest. But when they didn't let the land rest, on the seventh year, God in heaven said, one. On the 14th year, he said, two. On the third year, on, on the 21st year, he said, three. For a total of 490 years. Seventy years of disobedience that they did not let the land rest. So Israel thought they were getting away with it after a generation of disobedience to the Sabbath. While in slavery for 70 years, the Bible tells us the land rested and God was paid back. Unobserved Sabbath accumulates. Now, let me just speak to a lot of pastors that listen to me. Unobserved Sabbath accumulates. You must teach your congregations to be refreshed in the Lord and of that secret place. And if you don't, you will find difficulty in the body of Christ. I'm not trying to scare anybody. I'm not a news station. I don't keep repeating the same thing over and over till you believe it. Let me just ask you this. We wonder why people get sick. When God says, if you believe in your heart, how many of you believe God's a healer? Jesus took stripes on his back. How come sickness still takes place? We wonder why we blow out a knee. I did, twice. Wonder why. Where was God's protection? Okay, let me just say another thing. We wonder why. Hear you. Don't go out. When I say this, and when you're listening here, don't go out and say, pastor's preaching another doctrine. I'm not. I'm teaching you kingdom principles. We have tried to accuse everybody in the world why the church was shut down. It's an attack on the enemy. 
let me just ask you this. Could it be that the global church does not observe and honor the Sabbath? And that God was paid back. I'm just saying. I can't tell you, thus saith the Lord, I was taken up in the third heaven and God spoke to me. I'm just trying to give you a kingdom principle of having fun. Some of you are just overwhelmed with so many things in your life. And God says, if you will come to me once a week, and rest and be refreshed in me that I will restore, like Nehemiah, restoring the Holy Spirit, I will restore you to the joy of the Lord, which includes fun, having a breakthrough in your life to move past the stuff that have bound you for so long. Church family, I love you. All that's listening I respect you. I honor people. I'm not talking down to anybody. I had to pay back myself. Shutting down. Are you with me, church? Do you feel ridiculed right now or do you feel uplifted? Does this not answer some of your questions? Of the why? Oh, it's my fault. That's not what I'm, therefore there's no condemnation to them that love the Lord. Amen? This is not condemning. This is Nehemiah coming up and saying, hey, I'm not going to pull your hair out. This is Nehemiah <laughs> coming up and saying, listen, we must honor God. And if we honor God and his principle, the Bible says double portion takes place. Oh, we, I'm a faith guy. We speak double portion. Oh, hallelujah. The word of God, we proclaim that word. Double portion takes place. Double honor takes place when we do these things, when we honor our mother and father. Amen, amen. It's true. When you do God's principles and kingdom realities, you will receive greater than you'd ever dreamed. Oh, church family. Church family. Here's the last thing about Sabbath. God made the Sabbath for our benefit. Mark 2, verse 23 through 27. Now it happened that they went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. And as they went, his disciples began to pluck the heads of the grain. And the Pharisees said to him, Look, why do they do what is not lawful on the Sabbath? But he said to them, Have you never read that David, what David did when he was in need of and hungry, he and those with him? How he went into the house of God in the days of Abiathar, the high priest, and ate the shewbread, which is not lawful to eat except for the priests, and also gave some to those who were with him? And he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Bottom line, let me just say this way. If you turn this into a condemning rule, oh, just things came up and I had, this, this happened in my life. They remember grace? happened in my life, and I just, I, I can't do it. And, and the next week, I just couldn't do it. I did so much. I got to pay bills. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do this. I got to do that. And I, you know, we get all crazy, don't we? Don't we? We get crazy about things. And, and never any rest, never any fun. We go out to have fun with your grandkids, and you're thinking, oh, I got to do this, and this, oh, this costs, this is, this happens. And then we, we go on vacation and, and uh, oh, we can't spend because we got, oh, God, oh, Lord, Lord, please, please, please. And the Lord says, hey, what are you doing? See, Sabbath is made for you. 
There should be joy even though all, and I'm going to just say it, all Hades is breaking loose. The bills are coming in. Everything's going on. Listen, God is greater than your bills. And sometimes your bills are there because you didn't Sabbath and you are full of worry and pain and suffering and you're, you're concerned about everything in your life and worried and depressed and everything and you make decisions from those emotions and get you into that place. God says, if you were refreshed with me, I will rebuild. I will restore. I will cause a breakthrough in every area of your life. Because why? You have followed me in Sabbath. You see, my Sabbath, I planned for you so you would be refreshed and have a breakthrough in fun. Okay? You Sabbath, you do that, the next morning you face the same bill. But you have a different view on it, don't you? Isn't it great, married couples, is that, you know, you're busy and you're, you know you're in a season, you talk to each other. Man, it's, the next two weeks is crazy. But on this day, let's just go out to dinner, okay? Plan it. And basically, you're walking in a principle of a Sabbath rest with your spouse. And from that evening, just going out with your spouse, you're refreshed. And two days before that, what are you doing? Right? God is calling you and me to live this wonderful life. So Jesus said again, I didn't make man to serve the Sabbath. I made the Sabbath to serve you. God did not make the Sabbath as a burden. He made the Sabbath as a blessing. But the Pharisees turned it into something legalistic. Jesus said, I didn't mean for this to be ritualistic. I meant this time to be fun and refreshing. See, God wants you to enjoy life, and you can't do it working seven days a week. Stop and slow down, church. The Sabbath is for you. So, here it is in closing. If you ever ask me this question, what are you doing next Saturday, Pastor? My answer, look at my calendar. Oh, nothing is scheduled. Great, let's go to breakfast. I say, I've scheduled nothing. I know you just said that. Let's go to breakfast. I say, no, I've scheduled nothing. Amen? But you got, excuse me, you got all your neighbors and, and stuff yelling at you and say, hey, where are you? We've been busy. Where are you? Come on up. No, we got a Sabbath. You don't tell them we got a Sabbath because once you do that, you know what people do? Oh, spiritual, man. Really? No. You say, no, we got plans. What do you got planned? To do nothing. <laughs> Amen. Now, re remember, a lot of people take a lot of things extreme. So don't make the one day of rest 500 days. <laughs> right? I pastored for decades without consistent Sabbath. Last year, I had to pay God back. I had to pay God back. And I'm going to say this to you, and then I want to say something for you. And if I ever see myself running into that realm, I will call the church council and say, I'm taking a week off and restoring back to God what is his. Hey, I know how to work. I'm a worker. Any of you close to me, you know that. 
I work hard. I love what I do. I have joy. But see, that joy can be lost when I forget the Sabbath. When I went to Israel with a bunch of our church family, you know, it's like your first thought was, okay, this is the elevator for the sinner, and this is the elevator for those who are of Israel. You can't, didn't work because of Sabbath. I'm just joking. It's not. But it really gave me a really acute sign and picture of God's heart for you and me. He wants you to be refreshed. Sickness is not God's will. Depression is not God's will. Nothing like that is God's will. And God has set it apart. He created you to be refreshed because he refreshed. I'm going to be like correct craft and see God multiply my work because now, now I live a full Sabbath lifestyle. Join me. Let's live a blessed life. Join me. Let's have fun in life in God's kingdom. Let's be a church that laughs, that can have fun. Let's be committed to one another in our attendance of church. And a lot of people, well, you know, I just, I just work so hard. I just can't make it to church. I'm so tired. That's not what you Sabbath in. You come together. Don't forsake the assembling together of the believer. There are vacations, yes, but be faithful to your attendance. Be faithful to your church. Be faithful to one another. But understand, we have the Holy Spirit, and we can be smart enough to do the right things and be in church, but Sabbath. Are you with me? So what do you do? You get in that secret place. Notice I don't tell you how much time because we can get into a problem with that. Pastor said an hour. I only did 55 minutes. I'm terrible. I'm not spiritual like he is. Really? Five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. After a while, the fun with God will be so acute that you will just look for more time to do it. It will be a lifestyle. It won't be a burden. It's created for you. Let's all stand.